Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey there it is, welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier. I'm Gregor, he's Brandon, who cares who we are? Welcome. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's a very good point. (laughs) Neither of us is a scientist, engineer, or supervillain. Yeah, and that's honestly why you shouldn't care about us. (laughs) Once we achieve supervillain status, then... Start paying attention. <laughs> there are 9 billion people on this planet. We don't matter. Is it 8 billion? It's like 8 billion, right? Okay, let's not oversell how pointless this is. We need, actually need people to listen. Like one or two, but like we're on that number nine already. I think the point that I'm making is that there's 8 billion people or 9 billion people. There's 69 billion people on this planet. Sure. And, uh, and 420 of them have podcasts. <laughs> and 420 of them have podcasts. And let's see. If there's eight billion people on the planet, seven billion eight hundred and or sorry, nine hundred and ninety nine. Okay, okay. okay. All right, all right. I see where you're going with this and I don't like it. Art listening is is where <laughs> I was gonna end up with that. <laughs> so if you are one of those things, one of the people that is a scientist, engineer, or supervillain, and you hear us get something right or wrong, hit us up and let us know. At hey Gregor at Brandon MG. If you could tell a friend or share this on social media or just holler at us with your uh, answer to this episode's question of the week. Honestly, I'm super curious about this. Uh, What flavor of soda do you wish existed? Or pop, depending on where you're listening from. Or Coke, if you're in the South and everything's the same to you. Uh, (laughs) What flavor of soft drink i should say do you wish uh existed and that's it, it's an interesting question to me for for the reason that um i think that this exists everywhere in the country but i was living in seattle for a while and in seattle there was a company called jones soda and they would sure. make all sorts of crazy flavors right and now that it's almost thanksgiving in the u.s I was thinking about, we're going to talk about why I'm asking this question later on, but I was thinking about the fact that there are so many flavors of soda that I wish didn't exist. (laughs) 
<laughs> such as gravy soda from Jones Soda, because they do the whole Thanksgiving soda uh, every year. So they do like a gravy, a cranberry, a turkey, no! a stuffing soda. There's like the part of the food experience is the texture. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't just want to like, uh, and that, you know, because this is. A Wait, tech- hold on. Hold up. Hold up. Is the Jones soda gravy soda, is it lumpy? No, it's just soda. <laughs> Could you imagine if you got like a fat blobule in there while you were drinking it? <laughs> Could I get a gravy LaCroix, please? <laughs> so I go to this place called Katsu Burger, and they have a Jones soda dispenser, like a fountain machine. And it's incredible because it's a cane sugar soda. It's not the fruit, high fructose corn syrup. I'm sure both are terrible for you. I, I don't know. I, I'll drink either and love both. But in this case, the uh, cor- the... Sugar cane soda is so freaking good. Yeah, it's always it's always great unless it tastes like stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> it has like little chunks of olive in it. Do you put olives in your stuffing? Uh, I don't. I don't do olives at all. So what? You don't? Uh, uh, no, gross. Wow, that's fantastic. I did not know that about you. I uh, I married a, a woman who is big time olives, and um, so there we have them with everything. And I've grown to like. About half of them. I realized that my parents were just kind of and they they only ate like a very simple out of the jar green olive with a pimento in the middle and I hated them. So I thought you were gonna say your parents were like my parents in the fact that they were basic bitches in that divorced. <laughs> yes. And also uh, all we got was like <laughs> cheeseburger, macaroni, hamburger helper. <laughs> Oh, I would have killed for more of that as a kid. My mom was like, are you kidding me? I like actually cook. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 but do this. <laughs> Drink your Jones soda turkey. <laughs> hey, I um, I have a question that's unrelated to um, any of the topics that we have here, but I just saw this headline. And it's, it's from some like random ass, like screenshotmedia.com, you know, some bull, bull crap like that. But it says, Amazon and Bezos land in hot water as U.S. lawmakers accuse them of lying to Congress. Like, if you're Bezos or Amazon, are you powerful enough that you could just be like, fine, I'm cutting off your prime delivery? And then those <laughs> lawmakers are like, whoa, hold up. We all know that that's not the case because the I'm sure Amazon just writes a giant check to the via their lobbying firm or what a super pack or whatever and then it like those lawmakers are like you know what that that Bezos is okay You're- but it's like Am- is Amazon bigger than the US government I think no because our, our like our I don't know how much our money our country generates GDP, and stuff like yeah. that yeah I don't even know what any of that means but I feel like that gross domestic product which i would assume that a lot like, of what amazon is producing makes up that number <laughs> when you say gross domestic product i think of i think back to the floating chunks inside of the <laughs> gravy that is a gross domestic product <laughs> <laughs> all right this week let's uh let's just go ahead and continue with this let's start with bad guys and billionaires <laughs> william shatner has made it past the carmen line i think and into space making him the oldest to ever do so his 11 minute flight was delayed multiple times on the morning that they launched and each pause he said made him more nervous upon landing he said quote everybody in this world needs to do this yes yes sure i'll be right back i'm gonna go make 20 million dollars real quick that'll no problem no problem and i think he flew for free on it yeah there's two paid people and then there was two other people that bezos just brought along and what a dork what a giant dork that guy is he shows up in his flight suit to like give him some last minute words of encouragement i'm like get out of here you you're playing like cosplay, like come on. I think you larping it up as a I'm an astronaut. I'm a spaceman. I I feel like he uh first of all is not an astronaut according to the uh FFA FAA. FAA. I always get it confused with the farm one. 
<laughs> Flying cows, though. What do we do about that? Somebody needs to call the FFAA. <laughs> uh, so, first of all, not an astronaut. Second, second of all, uh, William Shatner is now the oldest person to go to space. And I feel yeah. like what Bezos has also done is send the youngest person to space at 15 years old, right? Sure. I think what he's trying to do is just break all of the records early and in an easy way before before people just start doing it by accident. I'm going to send the first, I don't know, frog uh, who's had grandkids to space <laughs> like whatever it is like i don't know no but he's gonna pick on like like if he's smart about it he's gonna do all the things that the rest of the media is doing is he'll send like the first minority single mother or something sure, like that yeah. to try and pander to everybody to be like look at me and then he's just trying to get the name blue origin out there to make it bigger than spacex so that way when it's time for nasa to consider who they're going to give the contract to it's not them but they'll have a harder time fighting against the public opinion i think they do that so when congress accuses them of uh, amazon of lying to congress bezos can be like yeah but didn't i just send the first senator to space (laughs) (laughs) so whatever your feelings on this uh, bezos wiener rocket I gotta say, it's got really nice proportions. It's, it's like it just—it looks like the model. Like when you open a biology book, it's like, wow, yeah. there's a definitely circumcised wiener. <laughs> Here, now there's here's there, there, yeah. No, I was gonna say here's the thing. Uh, talking about sending a 90 year old to space, William Shatner's 90 years old, right? Yeah. Sending him to space, I think about um, if I were 90 years old, like I'm only 30 and my bones already feel like they're yeah. terrible. And no, no, the insides of him now look like the Jones Soda gravy, right? <laughs> well, well, I'm saying like he gets sent to nine, he gets sent to space, and his bones and his joints all expand and they feel great and all of that, and then he comes back down to Earth and he's like, oh yeah, I'm old, and now I feel <laughs> older. <laughs> It's crazy at 90 how well he gets around, though. I was really pretty pumped for this weird actor that we're sending to space. My friend texted me to be like, are we just going to, are we just pretending like he didn't, I don't know anything about this, but drown his wife and then get away with it? And then That's a thing? I don't know. That's just the text that I got. And so I should probably not have said that. I'm sorry for terrible journalism. Maybe, maybe this week's question of the week, uh, which reminder is which flavor of soda do you wish existed should have been which fictional space character do you you wish Bezos would send to space next? (laughs) That's, that's awesome. I saw a thing leading up to it when they were in their holds or whatever that Shatner was talking about how people were so pumped that a character he played was getting to go and he's like i think that's really weird that like a fake space person is going to go to space and everyone's so happy about it i was like well as if you haven't capitalized on being the fake space character your whole life but also i agree that like we're like get such a boner for a, a blue origin is what i'm going to call that from now on. <laughs> i i think that we should be sending whoever the guy that played jar jar binks to space as long as he's also dressed up like jar jar binks <laughs> i've for one, I am totally in. That guy deserves it. He's had a rough go of it since playing that character. Yeah. Maybe we could send Jake Lloyd, the kid who played Anakin, while we're at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the and then the um, what is her name? She she played uh, Rose in the oh, newer movies. Yeah. Everybody that just got dunked on for being yeah. in the new Star Wars should get sent to space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go, Bezos. Get on it. Don't fix the infrastructure that you destroyed in Seattle. Instead, send celebrity-ish people to space. And if you could pander about it, great. That's not to say that I don't think we should be sending minorities and everyone who can to space. I'm just saying that watch for him to turn it into a media event to get attention for being so magnanimous. 
celebrities just like us, except Bezos sends them to space. I think it's awesome that, um, first of all, there's no way that this wouldn't change your like understanding of the... Shatner's right about saying that everyone needs to do it. There's no way it wouldn't change the understanding of how delicate life is underneath that, like, you know, f- that very fragile eggshell that surrounds us, right? Um, but then to... To get the royals involved in this, Prince William also thinks the space sucks. He's like, you know, you guys could work on saving the Earth instead of finding somewhere to die, right? And like, I, he didn't say it like that. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because I don't know if he's ever sworn publicly before. But the idea is that we're here. Like, if you want to live somewhere that's impossible and super garbagey, like, just move to like that bad part of Utah. You know, like, you don't need to go to Mars. Like, why are you trying to find somewhere else to live that is harder to live on, that sucks more, that you can't naturally exist without, like, generations of evolution? We're talking 100,000 years before it will actually be able to inhabit Mars and feel like it's our real home. Why, like, why why not fix the problems here? I understand, and I'm a big space guy. I'm a big, like... Our exploration, our desire to explore is humongous and stuff, but could we just, like, hoover out the ocean first? Right. This this just in, future king of England changes his tune on space as he becomes the first future king of England sent to space by Blue Origin. <laughs> no, but really, like, uh, as the future king of a country that doesn't have a as good of a space program as NASA or the European Space Agency because Brexit and all, I, I don't know are they still part of the ESA I don't know how it all works now how could they be I they're not part of Europe um, so as the future king of a country that uh, historically is be- not very great at the whole classism and rich guys and poor guys being buddy buddy uh, it's it's pretty rich of him to be saying hey why don't we do this stuff on earth however he is a philanthropist he does nice things for the community yada 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 uh, but he has a good point. Like, hey, this country has a terrible history of going places and enslaving the people. Right. And being like, this be ours now. He, maybe that's what he's worried about. He just wishes that that England was the first one to fly to Mars and enslave the Martian population. <laughs> there you go. See? And convert them to Christianity. <laughs> More importantly, sorry, there you go. Anglicism. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a. It was a. It was a fun week dunking on Bezos and like I think Shat. I don't know. I get the impression that people don't like William Shatner. I don't have any real opinion about him. I mean, I don't know if it's libelous for us to to share that maybe he drowned his wife. <laughs> Should I cut that out? Do you think that just <laughs> just go? I just need to Google it. I don't. I, I've never heard of that. But then again, I'm what, also not uh, like following William Shatner news very closely. I'll tell you what. I'll uh, I'll I'll set up the next thing, and you do some quick googling yeah, and get back to us. Okay, we'll do it. We'll, we'll circle back around. This is crazy. I was surfing the Portland subreddit as I do because I broadcast on KNRK there, ninety four seven FM, Alternative Portland, and um, I love the subreddit because I love comparing how grumpy it gets towards the city uh, compared to one of the two Seattle subreddits. But occasionally you encounter some real weird stuff because Portland is super weird. And um, I encountered the following warning to not ascend Mount Tabor last weekend. Um, if you don't want to be devoured by a reptile god. It, uh, it goes on as, quote, Brothers, sisters, and non-binary siblings, rejoice! The time of absolution is at hand. Five days hence, Milcus, the seven-headed reptile god of lactation, obviously, will arise from his slumber beneath Mount Tabor, devouring believers and non-believers alike. The survivors will be spirited in a green Toyota Previa to the navel of the universe, the point of confluence for all space, time, and matter, 
Bismarck, North Dakota, 1985. And when Milkus is sated, he will issue viscous absolution from his divine teat, drowning the world in a cleansing flood, allowing it to begin anew. Will you be devoured? Will you be spared? Nobody knows. It's completely random. Save the date, and remember that even in these colder months, dehydration is real. Don't forget to bring a water bottle. First of all, what the hell is going on in Portland? It sounds awesome. And two... Um, how did it go? <laughs> did anyone attend and get devoured, or more importantly, saved? You're gonna, you're gonna have to forgive me because in another tab, I was googling what happened to William Shatner's wife, and yeah. uh, it appears that there was no foul places suspected. So, William Shatner, you're still neutral in my books. The second thing is, while passively listening to you talk, I I was like, what the f- is going on? over on this other tab where we keep our run sheet and I look over and first of all, my first thought is this is the most Portland paragraph ever written in the entire uh, history of the city of Portland. Uh, The second thought that I have is that I think it's just one log, one long advertisement for remembering uh, to drink water in the winter. (laughs) Uh, the the idea that the, there's a reptile god of lactation. I'm also watching a show right now called Superstore, and one of the characters is trying to make uh, boob cheese, and so um, it just makes me think of like the, the, he would really hit the jackpot. <laughs> he went to Portland <laughs> last weekend. This fictional person. <laughs> do reptiles lack? Reptiles don't lactate, do they? It doesn't mean that Milkus can't be the god of lactation. Okay. Like, there's as far as I'm concerned, there's not a lot of gods out there either. So okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. So, Anyway, yeah, I, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess it would be like having the uh, the mammal god of laying eggs. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not the mammal. Oh, yeah, 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 no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, wait, there's like one mammal that lays like a platypus, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a plat. I okay, I'm sorry. This is not, we're on the topic of animals. A few weeks ago, you and Kanan were having a lot of conversations about animals. I don't remember why. I don't remember what, but you were talking about kangaroos. You were talking about uh, wallabies. You were talking about koalas, all of these things like that. Okay. Cool. So I was on Whidbey Island, which is in the Puget Sound, uh, uh, over the weekend last weekend. And while I was over there, I was really, really hoping, and I knew it wasn't the right time of season, but I, I was really hoping that we'd be able to see some whales. Because in the Puget Sound, there's humpbacks, there's orcas, I guess a beluga whale, like just a couple days before, had shown up between the piers. Uh, belugas are ugly, by the way. They showed up <laughs> between the piers at this naval port, right? Hold on, why are we shaving belugas now? Dude, <laughs> like, settle d- down. Google a beluga. Bu- no, they bu- look like bu- a Google- hot dog that you left on the Foreman grill too long. I get it. <laughs> Bagoogle. Bagoogle. <laughs> Bagoogle. <laughs> Google a beluga whale. And uh, actually, also, go ahead and Google a right whale, because that might only be the only uglier whale that exists. But I was Googling whales. I just ended up be- going on like a whale deep dive. Huh? Uh, over the weekend and read a lot about all of these different types of whales and have officially come to the uh, determination that a humpback whale is by far, I thought it was the orca, the best whale that exists on the planet. Okay. Well, I think technically an orca is not a whale, so that's a good start. So, first of all, uh, a lot of people, including me, used to say and will say that orcas are actually dolphins, right? Well, they're like more similar to dolphins than they are to whales, right? So, on my whale deep dive over the weekend, I learned that actually dolphins is just a subclass of whale. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so while orcas are dolphins, dolphins are whales. So orcas are whales. <laughs> so humpback whales um, are like buddy buddy with all sorts of other types of whales, and they will actually also defend other uh, animals, not even whales. They'll defend things like seals and walruses and other fish from orcas. Yeah, they'll like they'll like flip the orcas up on their tails, or flip the animals under attack up with their tails, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, and they're they'll they will uh, they will go defend all these other animals, and nobody knows why. The other thing that they'll do is uh, defend humans. I guess a a human was about to be attacked by a tiger shark, and one humpback. These are massive, massive whales, right? One humpback whale swam and uh, was trying to fight the tiger shark, and the other one was started pushing the boat of this woman away from the attack. So uh, I just think like humpback are the bros of the sea. Like they're just down there chilling. And also, I won't go too deep. But seeing that this oh is, really <laughs> seeing that this is nerd talk, and I am yeah sure do it big time into this right now. They the way that they hunt, they do this some this thing called a bubble net. And what that is is that one uh, humpback will uh, blow out of his blowhole a uh, a bunch of air, right? And that air will actually start to make it difficult for the fish that are in this area to swim around. And so they will effectively, like, immobilize these fish. And then another humpback will uh, sing a a signal and when he when they hear that feeding signal a bunch of other humpbacks will swim straight up with their mouths open and eat all of the fish that have just been stunned so as a group they use this bubble net to to uh immobilize these fish so that the other humpbacks can eat it and then they all help each other out some fun facts about blue whales they're the largest animal ever recorded to live on earth okay in the history of of any animal in the history of of the planet the well, largest I mean, but animal. Also, but also keep in mind that like our fossil record compared to the time past versus number of sure. bones that we have yeah. is very, very a small percentage. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we think. <laughs> number, okay. I, I love the statistic, number of bones we have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so they're 80 to 100 feet long, so about as far as like a pretty solid Russell Wilson touchdown pass. They weigh almost half a million pounds. Easy jokes to be made there that I won't make. Their tongue weighs as much as an elephant. <laughs> That's wild. They're the loudest animals on the planet. They can hear. I've heard that uh, people have been able to hear a signal or a, a call from a uh, blue whale from 500 miles away. It was picked up. Underwater? Underwater, yeah. yeah. Wow. And they live to be 80 or 90 years on average. This is wild, man. I also went in a big blue whale, blue whale deep dive, and the oldest ever uh, recorded blue whale was a hundred and ten years old. How do they know that? Were they there when it came pooping uh, out, or uh, like the way that they can tell the age is uh, by their earwax? So they build up oh. earwax over time, and it's kind of like counting the, the the rings of a tree. So they take out that earwax, which the the whales actually use to uh, both be able to detect other whale sounds and other whale songs, as well as um, keep stuff out of their massive, massive ears. Isn't that what they used to make a? Uh perfumes and stuff don't they use the 
some sort of fat from a whale. It's like whale fat. Um, and then you also, man, man. Oh, it's ambergris is what it's called. Yeah, it's it's like a nasty smelling thing that I think that they end up converting into something nice smelling, and it's worth. Oh, it's from their bellies. That's what it do is. Do you remember? That's why they get killed it's for like it. whale vomit. I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, and the way, or whale bile or something. The way that uh, it's, uh, I think because it's so rare to be able to find that. I, I think yeah. I remember reading a while ago that it's like one of the most valuable substances on Earth. Wow, do you think it go through the mouth or through the through the cloaca? Or like, how do you get to it? <laughs> there was uh, the most recent. Um, oh, gross! An- Freshly produced ambergris has a marine fecal odor. <laughs> the, it acquires a sweet earthy scent as it ages. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the most uh, recent instance of somebody finding this, it was like a jackpot for them, right? Like they they had to find it they kept it in the sea wherever they found it and they protected it from people because as soon as it gets out that it's there other people will come to try to steal it it's like that and birds <laughs> yeah and birds of course but it's it's literally like whale vomit that will just float around on the top of the sea uh until it like comes ashore or a boat <laughs> finds it or something like that and now for our question of the week what flavor of soda do you wish existed <laughs> Whale gravy. <laughs> <laughs> get on that Jones soda. <laughs> well, we'll get back. Uh, we'll get back to that here <laughs> in just a minute. That, that was quite the exceptional whale talk. Whale talk. But now, in NASA news, it's time for NASA news. <laughs> well, after a dozen days of filming, that Russian movie crew successfully landed back on Earth with a thump because they land in the desert of Kazakhstan, which is. I wonder which sucks more to land in the desert and it like probably hit a little harder, but you're rescued a little easier or landing in the water like say if you're coming back on a dragon crew anyway i want i just want to get this straight real quick because um the crew of three went up was there for 12 days and came back and they sent an actress a director slash producer i'm guessing also maybe camera operator or something and then an actual trained like spaceman to go up there to film a story about a doctor traveling to the iss to treat a sick cosmonaut I was joking about the cosmonaut. <laughs> it's called the Challenge. That's the name of the of the movie translated to English. And I'm like, I want it to be the Miz that they go up there and like the MTV Challenge or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> have that be the person that they have to save. I want I want to hear his Russian accent. I think it'd be amazing. But to to get back on subject here, it means that they you only have one proper actress, and the rest are kind of like those like military ish crew people aboard the ISS and like. How is that going to be anything but awful? <laughs> like, it sounds like it's going to be the worst movie ever. I can't imagine. <laughs> like, you think about if you and I tried to film a movie, how bad it would be, no matter if you had Martin Scorsese directing it. We just aren't actors. And, like, even being clowns, it doesn't translate. Maybe they just told this this Russian cosmonaut, like, play dead. And he, he, he probably just laid there and went, oh, 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 I'm dead. <laughs> I kind of thought the same thing, where it was like... Uh, Yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like he's just like be very ill and we like well like you don't have like a makeup artist, you don't have like lighting crews, you just it's gonna be god awful. It's gonna be like the Blair Astronaut project. It's just going to <laughs> yeah, yeah, be yeah. like handheld, shaky film, uh like found footage like. right to the point where it's not going to be which I guess now it would be like the Cloverfield Cloverfield would be the more relevant uh reference to I mean, make that's these. It's still days. twenty years old. Man. I know, oh my gosh. Uh I, I was thinking about this because I remember you and Kanan talked about it on a podcast or on uh on one uh this show a few weeks yeah. ago and uh he made a very good point and as Kanan, as practical as Kanan always is, he, this yeah. point really stuck with me, which was like, would it just be better and easier and safer just to do this in a 
uh, a studio in Russia somewhere. <laughs> like, even if you have to put it in Kazakhstan, like, just do it there, you know? Borat comes walking in. I think about it too, but like, like, even if you want to go to the extreme expense of like, Put a bunch of cool lighting and cameras into the Soyuz and shoot the person up there right. or do pull a Bezos and shoot him up to almost space and then have him come back down and just get other footage yeah. that you have from the cameras and stuff or up there. put him on a parabolic flight or something like that. Like, create anti-gravity for these people. They just want the record. They just want to beat Tom sure. Cruise to it. They want to beat the Americans to being able to do it. And that's, that was who was supposed to go up first. Tom Cruise was working out a deal to get a movie filmed up there. I just feel like that... He would only go up if the film could be incredible or if it was only him that yeah. was in it. So that way it could be about him. There, okay, so from what I understand about this flight, uh, they sent these these people to space and it didn't go well? Okay, well, sort of. There was a, there was a hitch to what happened. A Hitchcock? <laughs> Perfect for yeah, film you. reference. Thank great, you. Great, great, thank you. Um, it didn't go off without a hitch. Uh, before dropping back into orbit, they test the boosters on the, or the, whatever you call the little engines that uh, help them steer and navigate on the Soyuz capsule that was up there. Well, after testing, it malfunctioned and wouldn't switch off. It's attached to the space station, so it starts pushing the thing and, like, spinning it or moving it out of orbit or whatever. And it, you know, it's not, like, an easy thing. Like, you have to, like, orbital mechanics is, like, crazy because you're traveling. The space station goes 17,000 miles per hour to stay in orbit where it's at. And they regularly have to do these burns to keep it at the height that you want or to maneuver out of the way of, like, maybe some space junk that's out there or something like that. So if you throw an extra spin into it with a little spin access going on with a with a booster engine going, you have to, like, counter all of that. And, like, a competent pilot could do it. But you're not flying as jet or a spacecraft it's like a huge intricate work of like straws put together with coke cans or whatever (laughs) it literally looks like a third grade science project where it's like build a space station and you're like okay (laughs) i went to houston to uh, johnson space center and they have a replica of it of the whole thing in this room because they need to be able to like go if there's a problem they need to actually be able to physically go and see what the components the astronauts are working with so they have a full function like a full second space station on earth to be able to practice on that stuff and it's massive and if you started spinning nothing i would be real worried about the forces tearing it apart if it like started rotating wrong or right you know like if you ever make um you ever make like a gingerbread house where you take the gumdrops and you put the toothpicks in between it and you build like the frame out of something and then maybe you put the walls up after that like you turn it just wrong and the whole thing twists yeah, on itself yeah, yeah. and so that's that's what it feels like to me so that happens totally by accident, and I'm like, man, imagine if you were filming when that happens, and like the the actress doesn't ready for that type of thing and starts freaking out a little bit. You get a little extra footage for the film. Okay, conspiracy theory time. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. What if that was the goal the whole time in order to get better footage of this movie? They were like, oops. We need to create a disaster in order to be up there. It's like, uh, what was, so Anthony Bourdain, uh, right? He was in. He did. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. And uh, R.I.P. Pepper. And when he was in. In peace. When he was, um, I'm trying to remember if he was like in Libya or if he was, I don't remember, Syria or something like that. He was filming an episode of something when. A civil war broke out and he was his team was there and they took advantage uh of not took advantage they used the equipment that they had there to document this thing and come back and put together a documentary about what was going on i think it just ended up being an episode of anthony bourdain's show but um it was it was this type type of access that just didn't exist so all i'm saying is 
maybe they went up there and we're Lebanon. like it was Lebanon Lebanon right? okay yeah Lebanon and maybe they went up there and they were like maybe we let's do the Bourdain thing and a <laughs> cook a really good steak and b <laughs> send this thing into a tailspin so that we could be the team that was like up there so we could film what was going on time out the Bourdain thing that aired on CNN right yeah I think so and so you had like a news station that would be filming that you don't create a Bourdain thing <laughs> no I, I understand okay. I'm not saying that Anthony Bourdain went and sowed <laughs> distrust and misinformation in Lebanon in order to create a battle <laughs> you took on you seized the moment hey, go, and, go push that go push that lady over yeah <laughs> you should do it I'll give you the steak <laughs> okay another thing that you said really stuck out to me and how do we expect Jeff Bezos's rocket not to look like a wiener when it's launching from the Johnson Space Center <laughs> It's not launching from the Johnson Space Center. How dare you? They have their own stupid facility, but yes. It's launching from the massive space center in Florida. <laughs> the, no, the good proportions space center. Seriously, it's like really well proportioned. It's like, you know, if you came across that thing in the wild, you'd be like, hey, nice piece. That's an ideal wiener. <laughs> None of this could air. <laughs> Let's just skip to the question of the week, huh? Yeah. This week's question of the week, what flavor of soda do you wish existed? Okay, well, that's, um, it's based, well, Brad, why don't you tell me what you think your that is, and I'll tell you why we're asking the question after. Oh, I think my, my I, I, I love, uh, like a Fanta, like a, like a pineapple flavored soda, or like mm -hmm. a, um, uh, not so much grape, but I like a fruit soda. I wish there was, and there probably is, I wish there was something like a dragon fruit soda or like an acai soda because I just tried uh, an acai haichu for the first time and oh my Ooh, gosh, best thing Haichu's I've ever best. had. Yeah, the candy haichu is so good. Yeah, what about you? What would what soda would you uh, I, hope so to like, exist? I love Dr. Pepper and I love the Haritos flavors. Oh man, those like Mexican sodas. Oh are yeah, so yeah. That, good. They have a pineapple one too. It's like it's the uh, only one I can get nowadays. I'm just having a really hard time with it because I've recently read about the cup of noodle soda, and there was another one that just came out that I was like, oh my god, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> You've gone but too far, Jones. I, I need a wasabi soda. Let's go. Um, but I, I'm just having a hard time wrapping my head around it. Maybe I'll figure it out here as we go because. Um, I, I had not heard that Mountain Dew launched a new and rather odd-sounding flavor of soda. And don't get me wrong, I love a Mountain Dew. Oh, boy. That Code Red, oh. the orange one, all of it good. I don't, man, I, I have to watch out because I have, like, a real, I get real mood-swingy when I drink too much sugar or whatever, have too much sugar. But, boy, does a Mountain Dew sound real good right now. They got that special Taco Bell Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you said that, when you said special, like I lost it, like the Bahama Blast or oh, something like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baja Breeze? Blast. Baja Blast. Baja Blast. Yeah. That's it. Whew. But soon you'll be able to, I think maybe even now, wrap your taste buds around flaming hot Mountain Dew. No. <laughs> Is it sweet, savory, hot? All of those, I don't. I just can't imagine. It's. I feel like a, a while ago, uh, it might not have been on this this episode or on this show, but I was telling you about a Mexican street food called Dory Locos Tacos that is a mixture of like Doritos, gummy bears, ceviche, all of that kind of stuff, right? Sure. Uh, as I was as I was uh, reading about this flaming hot Mountain Dew, that's all I could think about. So maybe it's good. Like maybe they're onto something. Sometimes these things pair together. My, I think about my poor dead grandma, and she would always have... There's like two foods that came up recently in conversation. One, my grandfather on the other side, he would have rye bread, butter, and radish slices with okay. a little salt on the top. And like I think that that sounds like death, but 
I would try it because everyone I've talked to, they're like, oh, that's a Hungarian thing. And he was Hungarian. And so that makes sense or whatever. My grandmother on the other side, she was all about sliced apples with salt on them. Oh. And I recently, my kid, like, is a, he loved, two things he loves is butter and salt. It's like crazy and gross together. Like, uh, more butter. And I'm like, no, you've had enough, dude. And he's like, a little salt. And I'm like, oh, who are you? <laughs> But I put a little salt on an apple for him, and he, like, loved it, went crazy for it. And so I tried it to also and was like, oh, yeah, as I'm now an adult and I don't just want Mountain Dew all the time, like, it makes sense that having those, like, things that you're searching for as a humans and – what is it? Salt, sugar, and fat or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Those are the things that you're searching out for flavor for cooking. There's a book by Bourdain, I think, that's about, that has some combination of that as a title. Someone right now is listening to this so mad. JK. That's not happening. Um, but like, Wait, no, that, nobody's listening to this? <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, but to find out that flaming hot Mountain Dew, I'm like, there's maybe there's something to this because that you wouldn't make it if it was like disgusting. Like, yeah, there's got to be a reason to it. And lots of times, when, uh, a perfect example is cheesecake. Maybe I said this to you recently, but I would never expect cheese and cake to. I want those things separate. But then you put a piece of cheesecake in front of me, and I'm like, where's the next piece of cheesecake? <laughs> well, it's like cheese ice cream we talked about a while ago. There's cheese ice cream. Oh, it, mac and cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mac and cheese ice cream. And apparently that's like a delicacy in the Philippines. And, and then it came out here, and everybody's like, oh, that's weird. And then they tried it, and they were like, oh, actually, no, that's actually decent. Okay, I still want to try that actually because I'm. I'm not just because of that, I'm not just giving Mountain Dew Flaming Hot Cheetos the pass. Uh, well, also, is it Flaming Hot? Is it like Mountain Dew with Flaming Hot Doritos, Flaming Hot Cheetos, or is it just like their own kind of like spicy dew? <laughs> Don't ask follow-up questions. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just don't I don't know how I feel about the spicy soda. <laughs> I, it could be. I, I feel, honestly, I my trust in Mountain Dew is so strong that I feel better about spicy Mountain Dew than I do about cup noodle soda. But just... <laughs> Based on uh, based on how my gut reacts with very spicy things, I think doing the do is about to have a whole new connotation. <laughs> this week and why we're all effed. Boy, we are... I, this is more of a concern for me than I've actually been concerned because usually the other stuff is, like, is just about society collapsing around us. This one is like a, about a slow de- or rapid decline into being easily controlled by the powers that be. Um... There's a government-approved vape pen, an e-cigarette is what they call it because they are so uncool. There's a government-approved vape pen. The Associated Press says, quote, the Food and Drug Administration, that's the one that's food and drugs, Brandon, not the ones with airplanes, okay? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) On Tuesday, authorized an electronic cigarette saying the vaping device from R.J. Reynolds, like, come on, can help smokers cut back on conventional cigarettes. First of all, maybe, but you gotta be kidding me! It's like, it's, you gotta like, this like blows my mind that that you could be like, R.J. Reynolds definitely has your best interest in mind and definitely <laughs> isn't trying to keep you addicted to something like they have been for the last 70 years, dude. It like, it literally boggles me. Like, it's, um, it's, it, the story is so bad and so obvious that not, nothing against the AP, but just the idea that we're like buying into it. I wish it could have been written with emojis only to show just how far down we've actually descended into awfulness. For those who don't know, R.J. Reynolds is a tobacco company. And so this tobacco company is like, oh, you're not going to smoke cigarettes anymore? How else am I going to make money off of you? 
by getting the FDA or the FFA or the FAA, whoever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By getting these cows to approve uh, this this new cigarette. So I guess my only question is, first of all, um, yeah, you're right. That's the stupidest thing I've ever. It's no, like, this vape pen is okay. It's like back in the 50s, it would be like, this brand of cigarettes, my doctor says, helps reduce smoker's cough. Like, <laughs> it oh, it makes your baby here. more healthy. Yeah, uh, yeah like, oh, are you pregnant? Switch to our pro-pregnancy yeah. cigarettes. Ooh. I think, you know, we're just going to have to just accept that this is terrible and move on yeah, by naming this government vape pen like i so i've just started to list off a few names of what i think that they could call this this now government approved uh vape pen okay so uh the vape triots patriots uh <laughs> land of the free home of the vapes <laughs> so you're looking at slow a combination of slogans and yeah. um and yeah, actual yeah. brand names like vape 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 triots is a great name <laughs> yeah. it's hard to say but it's since you can't do advertising for it anyway yeah. that'd be awesome I, oh i'll take a what's that one with all the stars and stripes on it oh is that a vape triot oh. yeah yeah absolutely uh home of the ripskis because of the brave <laughs> lung that i love i would argue not love but. <laughs> uh dank knighted we stand <laughs> uh and then my favorite uh my jewel tis of thee my jewel tis of the dank clouds of I don't know how the rest of that song goes. <laughs> dank clouds that pour from me, <laughs> long that I love. <laughs> from your car window, I see. Yeah. I love the vape dragons that are driving in front yeah, of yeah, me yeah. whenever we're out cruising around. Yeah. It feels really bad that the government, like the same government that I'm like, hey, we need to listen to the science and get ourselves vaccinated. And then I have to turn around and be like, also, this vape pen is the one that you should be using. Like it just like discredits all of my arguments and reminds me that I need to be more punk rock and no, not trust anyone and just give it back to everyone that says anything. So yeah. I, I have like two minutes left, by the way. So something positive, you know, just to balance it all out here, I... Headline from Business Insider looks pretty promising. A half-mile installation just took 20,000 pounds of plastic out of the Pacific. Proof that the ocean garbage can be cleaned. Okay. The Ocean Cleanup is a nonprofit organization aiming to rid the world's oceans of plastic. I, I feel like the, the kicker here is probably going to come out in a year where it's going to be like, the bad news is that this ocean cleaning thing runs off of diesel fuel that you have to light on fire using coal tinder that is coated in nuclear waste. <laughs> also, like the Pacific, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which is a beautiful name for it that they're referencing here. That's like all caps, by the way. Yeah. Um, proper noun uh it's like the size of texas or something right or bigger like the government couldn't even build a freaking wall a meter wide along the border let alone clean up that whole freaking state like texas is a quarter million miles big and in four years they couldn't even build like a fraction of the wall that's two thousand miles long like the idea that we'll ever be able to get it done and get everyone to agree to do it like half of the uh, this country doesn't even believe that there's even trash in the ocean like if we are if this great pacific garbage patch is able to um somehow collect all of the oil from all of the various oil spills and then the u.s finds out that there's oil in the garbage patch we're coming for you <laughs> there's immigrants in that our garbage patch let's get them let's get them <laughs> let's go colonize the garbage patch prince william instead of going to space <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of the show with a big important lesson after all. What did we learn this week? It is a heady show. 
first of all, I did learn a lot about whales this weekend. <laughs> Quick, Brandon, Google it. <laughs> That's how I found a lot about the whales. Uh, what did we learn this week? That we need to send more fictional space characters into space. And I don't know who your first choice would be, but I'm thinking that uh, Han Solo is where I would go because I just want him to come down and say something like totally, like not. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. I, I, I think know. we should I'm... spend the Space Cowboys to space, Clint Eastwood and gang. <laughs> Let's leave them there, yeah, okay? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> also, I learned that we should start a new Garbage Patch Kids. <laughs> Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah! That's an ideal wiener. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.